Hi, everyone, and welcome to the very first Barking Mad podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Donna Martin, and I'm a dog lover and a dog parent to two fabulous dogs. A 13-year-old Cavoodle called Spencer and a two-year-old Greyhound called Veronica. You'll learn more about my dogs in other episodes, but this week's Barking Mad podcast is about a delicate matter, divorce, and who gets the dog. Today is Tuesday the 26th of December 2020. We're only a few days away from Christmas and, and only a few days away of saying goodbye to 2020. I think we'll all agree that 2020 has been a year that we can all live without. Something that we never, never expected to happen. Things that we just took for granted. Like just going to the shop and getting a coffee became a big deal. I feel sorry for all the people that were going to have their first trip overseas and just didn't get there. Or that bride that didn't get to walk down the aisle. Or that grandparent that didn't hold their grandchild in their arms until it was seven months old. I've heard so many heartbreaking stories about what the pandemic has done to Australians and and how it's impacted on our lives. But what about all those other people that are so financially screwed, that lost their jobs, that one day they were a Qantas pilot and now they're working in a call centre and helping people to choose insurance? What about all those people that just went to work, not really for the money, but they went to work to be part of a team, to talk to people because they didn't have a husband at home or a family to fall back on. And then the virus came and everybody was just put in their homes and told to stay there. And and some of us were lucky and we lived with people, so we had someone to talk to, someone to cook for, someone to run an errand, all those things. Like I think about my mother, like she's 90, she'll be 90 in February and it hadn't have been for my brother being just so happy he was in Brisbane when the virus hit. She wouldn't have had anybody to really look after her. She would have just been stuck in the house for months. getting to the shops just when she could or just waiting for one of us to be able to drop in and and take her to the doctors or take her for a haircut. But none of that happened. But she was a lucky, she was one of the lucky elderly. You know, there was somebody that had someone there with her full time through that really strict lockdown period. But what made me think about why I wanted to do this podcast today about divorce and who gets a dog is because I'm sure that when all of this settles down eventually, there is going to be a lot more people that are going to be in lawyers' offices and solicitors' offices applying for a divorce and and all of that because 
they just couldn't cope with the financial stress of COVID or just being cooped up together for just too long with the same person and just not being surrounded by friends and family and all those other things that we just take for granted. I remember when I divorced or separated back in 2000, 20 years ago, you know, my children were 16, 15 and 14 and I had two little um, miniature uh, schnauzers, Memphis and Annabelle, and they were gorgeous dogs. But when we decided to separate, I never really thought about what was going to happen to Memphis and Annabelle. I didn't really give it much thought. All I wanted to do was survive and work out what was going to happen with my new life and what was going to happen with my boys and how we were going to juggle living in between two houses. And look, a lot of things were different then. And I think things have probably improved a lot as far as organising how you separate and how to do it properly. And a lot of people have prenups now. And I've even heard that people have got pet prenups now. So that they, they think about, okay, well, if this marriage doesn't turn out, we've got a prenup for what happens about the house and what happens about the kids. So people are thinking they have their pets and they're a responsibility and they love them. So they also do pet nuptials so that everybody knows what's going to happen if this doesn't work out. Well, in my case, my children remained with their father and and I was, I was the person that didn't actually have my children full-time like back 20 years ago. That was very unusual that a mum didn't have full custody or, or at least 70, 30. But in my case, and for lots of reasons why, that didn't happen for me. So I also didn't, I had the loss of, of my children in a lot of ways, but also I had the loss of my pets. Now, my pets did bring me joy. I think living in an all-male household, having girls, female pets, actually, it, it actually did make the house a bit softer. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, that maybe when you have a male dog in the house with all male children, and, a, and of course the husband is a male, very, very dominated by all those masculine things and I think my my two schnauzers, I think they did actually, they were soft and gentle and sweet and sat on my, my lap and they loved to be cuddled and they were cute and absolutely adorable to look at and they, they were very, they, they, as far as the breed, they they were in any trouble. We had no major health concerns with them. It was they were really beautiful dogs. So anyway, back back to talking about divorce and who gets the dog. It's something that you all need to think about. If you truly love your dog, and some of us love our dogs more than our children in some cases, or some some people choose not to have children and choose put all their love and devotion into their pets. 
but not every relationship works out. So this is the time to start thinking, what do I do if I want to leave? But worse still, what if I'm in a happy relationship, well I think I am, and my husband decides to leave, and he wants to take the dog, or he bought the dog into the relationship, or you bought the dog into the relationship, and you think, oh well, I, I, he was my dog first, or she was my dog first, so of course she's going to go with me. It just doesn't work that way. In any relationship, there's give and take. And pets are part of that. And I suppose you have to think about, well, that person has a right to, to seeing that dog and having to spend time with that dog and caring for that dog, all those sorts of things. So we've got to be fair to the other person and, and that's where communicating and working through divorce is so, so important. Not only do we harm our children by telling them stuff they shouldn't know when we do, we're going through a divorce, but our dogs also can feel it. They, they know something's up. They're, they're unsure. You, you put the dog in a car and they know they're going to the vet. How do they know? They just know. When things are going wrong in your family, your dog and cats will pick up on it. We all know that if there's an illness in the family, often a dog is the first person that picks up that illness. But dogs are very, very smart. They're incredibly smart. And they will work out that there's something not quite right here. Mum and Dad aren't the same anymore. The whole family feels a bit different. And they may start to misbehave. They may start to bark, dig, scratch, you know, get, get even a skin allergy. You know, it's all those sorts of things. All the things that we feel through divorce, which is mood swings, anger, frustration, hurt, bitterness, all those things, our dogs pick up on that. And that can also have a big impact on how they cope with divorce. So I suppose what I really want to get through to you here today is we don't always know that our relationship is going to fail or or we, we may not even know our partner is unhappy. All those sorts of things that happen in relationships. Some, sometimes we just don't pick up the signs and, and that's the sad part. Most, most people are divorced. There's usually one person who had no idea that the other person was even unhappy. It, not everybody fights, yells, screams, yells, punches, all those stuff. That's not always how it is. Sometimes relationships just plod along and just come to an end. They just die a natural death. Now, there's no use blaming each other for it. You can either try and rebuild and see whether there is anything left, if there is love there, that maybe you can grow and, and get back on your feet. But the question is, you need to be aware 
that not everything works out. And sometimes people get divorced and who gets the dog? It's very important that you know how it's all going to pan out. And there's plenty of great legal teams out there that are working with pet parents to try and get their rights heard. And they don't roll in, people aren't rolling over. They want their dogs and they want at least, you know, 50 50 custody or, or an arrangement. They're not just walking away and saying, well, she's taking the, the dining room table and she's taking the dog or he's taking everything in the shed and taking the kids. That just doesn't pan out like that now. People are prepared to fight and that's good. I'm glad that people are fighting for what they want and getting equal equal rights and all those sorts of things. So the key thing to take away from this podcast today is think about it. What would happen tomorrow if your husband asks for a divorce or if your wife asks for a divorce what would happen to your dog and how would you feel about the arrangements changing of not seeing that dog every day? Would you become distressed, depressed? Could you cope? All those sorts of things are likely to be all those experiences that you will feel if your dog is is separated from you and your dog will also feel that as well so I hope today's podcast has opened your eyes to thinking about what happens if you were to be divorced and I hope that if it's your first Christmas as a separated family or your first year without your partner whether you're going through a divorce or you are divorced, that you do have a happy Christmas and know that your life will get better. Although it's so difficult, and it is, it is probably the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. But I would say that I did come out the other side, and I am very grateful that I did meet a man a year or so later and eventually married seven years or so after meeting him but we've been together nearly 20 years now and it's had its ups and downs but we've managed to to work through our problems and I'm more mature now so I sort of know um, a bit more about relationships and about who I am and I hope that you'll feel better about yourself after divorce Thank you for listening to this Barking Mad podcast sponsored by caninecouple.com. Hope you enjoyed the topic. Your feedback and comments are valued. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you spread the word and let your dog friends know about what you're hearing here. Until next time, have a great week and stay safe.